I'm Bay, And I'm Morgan. And we are the Body Acceptance Babes. This is the podcast where we talk about how to accept the body you have, let go of societal expectations to change the way you look, and to just be who you were born to be from the inside out. You'll hear about how we embrace body neutrality, reject diet culture, and learn how you can too. Now on with the show. Hey, Bay, how are you? Hey, Morgan. Hello, all the listeners. Hello. <laughs> We've, we're so excited. We're so excited to be here. Thank you for tuning in to our intro episode of the Woot. Body Acceptance Babes podcast. Woop, woop, Yay. Woop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> yeah, this what? is so exciting for us. <laughs> it's so exciting. Something we are both so passionate about. And we yes. are so excited to share with you. Something That's that right. I definitely feel like is becoming more and more common in the media where it wasn't when we were growing up. Yes. Yeah. I definitely feel like things are starting to potentially lean into the direction of body acceptance, body neutrality and all that. Yeah. Um, and I am really excited that we get to be a part of it. I think that's really awesome. I actually so. yesterday saw a winner's commercial where there is not like she's not necessarily full figured but she's not like a stick thin model and she's wearing a bodycon dress and i was like yes let's normalize this yeah yeah we're starting to get that there yeah yeah like that's um i mean even just with you know some celebrities too like lizzo and and whatnot speaking out about stuff like that it's really starting to change the narrative which is awesome so yeah at least i'm excited about it oh me too yeah like I really feel like things would have been different for us growing up had we had this representation when we were younger. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons why we are making this podcast is so that other people have the opportunity to have um, what we couldn't have, what we didn't have, um, just because I guess our society at the time wasn't there yet. So, yeah, um, because like it wasn't even a little thought in the universe I don't think at that time or not as much no fat people were made fun of like yeah you like I remember growing up watching friends and they made fun of Monica when she was younger because of her size and I feel like there are so many reasons why people are different body sizes and there are actually don't even need a reason for your body being whatever size it is and I feel like it's not acceptable to poke fun yeah. at someone's appearance in any way but yeah, it was and I so think, common yeah. it was and I think it's the realization now that bodies come in all shapes and sizes wasn't a realization then if you were in a bigger body you were considered unhealthy that's it end of story like you know mm-hmm. what I mean whereas now we're learning more about um about that, that that's not necessarily true mm-hmm. um that health and body size aren't one and the same so um yeah. and i think that's a that's i think one of the reasons why um w- learning that our society is starting to starting to i will say there's still a lot of diet culture out there but starting yes. to move away <laughs> yes. so yeah yeah it's definitely yeah um yeah it's definitely more prevalent in 
culture and seeing more full-figured people in Mm -hmm. movies and tv and it's it's a more accurate representation of real life because like the average size in north america is like a size 14 or 16 and like (laughs) it's not represented in the media at all (laughs) not at all i mean there are other things that absolutely need representation representation too like lgbtq plus community um black community like there needs to be more representation there too but definitely but since we're just kind of talking about body acceptance Mm -hmm. um there needs to be representation of all shapes and sizes and we're not discounting um people who i would say are in a smaller body naturally and that's who they are and that's who um you know they were the universe made them as or god created them as and like that's that's something to recognize too that we're not you know um i guess putting down thin people but it's Mm -hmm. just that they're they're recognizing that all different types exist and that all different types are okay and good and fine and yes and 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 should be accepted in our society yes absolutely all bodies are perfect as they are exactly yeah (laughs) yes and end of sentence podcast is over (laughs) yeah yeah, and that's and that's the end of the podcast (laughs) yeah so uh, so what were but because of the past societal um i guess expectations that that we are now trying to break through um it could be hard for a lot of people still um in this day and age to accept their bodies and to embrace body neutrality, embrace who they are. Um, and that's why we're here. We're here to help help people get there and help people do that and kind of also share our own stories and our own journeys um, as well. Uh, because we're not 100%, you know, experts either. We're, we're just on this journey, right? Yeah. So yeah, I would at least say that's what like... I think. Yeah, I would say, like, I've come a really long way, but, like, I'm still not... No. I still look in the mirror and, like, poke at myself or, like, have thoughts, you know? The diet culture is so ingrained in our society. It's hard to break away from that. It takes time. Mm -hmm, For sure, definitely. And while there's a movement to do that, like we're still, it almost feels like we're fighting against the old societal views, but they're still strong and they're still strong in a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, So unfortunately, that means for us that we need to really, you know, kind of learn how to let go of that, right? Like that's a huge, a huge piece. Um, and, And yeah, like I know I can speak from my own experience that, um, I'm a lot happier now that I've let go of that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, that's, that that should be like a goal, right? For for to, just to be happy, right? So yeah, actually, the yeah. other day I was in a Facebook group and it asked, are you happy? And for the first time in my life, it was like on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you in your life? And mm-hmm. I put 10. And it was the first thought Yay! that came to my head. Yeah. Whereas That's like amazing. my whole life, I've been like, no, probably like a seven. Like I could be skinnier or like, you know what I yep. mean? Like I could be doing this or I could be doing that. But like, it was the first thought. I was like, I'm a 10. And then the girl who runs a Facebook group, she was like, queen. And <laughs> uh, it's true though, but it's like, how, but that comes from a place of a lot of work you've probably done on yourself, a lot of, you know what I mean? Like yes. a lot of learning, a lot of growing, a lot of that kind of, and I, I can relate to that as well. Like I'm up there too in terms of happiness now. And I was 
because I knew we were recording today um, in, in the car this morning on the way home from dropping my daughter off, I was thinking about what it was like to be in a smaller body in the middle of my eating disorder um, ways, which I'll talk about more later. But uh, and I remember thinking how unhappy I was compared to how happy I am now and how just like even just settled in my own body I am now um, compared to you know, you'd think that being closer to the size that society expects of you would make you happier, but it actually did the exact opposite. Same. It made me miserable. So yeah. because you had to try to maintain that and like it was just not it's not realistic. So that was where the unhappiness came. But yeah, I was I was thinking that too on the way home. I was like, I'm ex- I'm pumped to talk about this today. Like, you know, I'm I'm I, like I'm so much happier now, you know, accepting my body and who I am than I was. So Yes. And that's what we hope for all of you. If you are not in a place where you accept yourself or you love yourself, I know for me, that's something I struggled with my entire life. I can 100% say that I never used to love myself and I can say that Mm -hmm. now I do. And that's one of the pieces I feel in the body acceptance journey is just loving yourself for who you are and accepting all parts of you even even more than physical like you know mental and spiritual and it's so interesting you say that because in the notes I wrote for this um I actually talk about self-love as being a huge part of it so yeah that was so interesting how we're totally (laughs) on the same page with that but yeah and yeah it's loving all parts of yourself and and I think body acceptance comes with self-love right like yeah if you know if you're in the throes of an eating disorder how much are you loving yourself in that moment right like exactly so um and it can be hard like it can be hard to get out of that don't like I fully understand that but yeah it's 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 um but yeah it's definitely there's there are a thousand percent I agree like I'm nodding as you I was nodding as you were talking earlier (laughs) like you can't see it on the podcast but I was going yep mm -hmm, yep yeah (laughs) yeah so Awesome. So I don't know if you want to share some of your story first and we can share our stories and then maybe the folks listening in can find us more relatable. Can and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, be like, oh, like uh, that's where they're coming from. Like that kind of thing. So, yeah, let's give you guys a deep dive into. Well, maybe not a deep dive because we're trying to keep these episodes reasonably like. Yes. But uh, let's. <laughs> yeah. Let's tell you about ourselves. So, hi, yeah. I'm Bay. Hi, Bay. I I was not born as Bay. I was born as Beverly. And that is part of my self-love journey is that I've hated that name my entire life. And it wasn't until a couple years ago that I claimed my power and decided that I'm changing my name to Bay. And that's that. (laughs) So... (laughs) That was actually a big thing in my shift to loving myself was accepting that I didn't like that name and that's okay. And that I can change that about myself and that's okay. That in our life, we get to choose how we view ourselves. And if I didn't love what I was being called, how can I love the rest of myself? So, but growing up was a big struggle size wise. I feel like most of my life I've been struggling with what I look like. I remember being on the playground in grade two and people asking how big I was, like how much I weighed because I didn't like fit properly in the swings and like... Oh, that's awful. I'm so sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> I and it's hard too because like kids are hard on each other like really and oh, they're kids so are brutally awful. honest <laughs> yeah yeah kids are horrible kids are there's a thing in my one of my parenting groups where we say kids are assholes and that's yeah. true <laughs> it's true and they don't they don't have that yeah. social filter where they know yes. like what's okay to say and what's not okay yes because I I have another memory also I think from grade two although like my younger years, I think, have blocked from my brain because of all the teasing and the, you know, childhood trauma. But I remember a kid being like, oh, my God, you're so fat. And, like, I did not know yeah. how to handle that because it's just what size I was. And I right. feel like, yeah. And I feel and when like. You're two, when you're in grade two, you're seven, right? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. That's young. Yeah. yeah. So, like. And growing up, my mother was overweight, or I don't really like that word, overweight. Um, but for context, now all the listeners know what I mean. Um, and she was always on a diet. She was always trying to change her body. And when you're a kid, you're mostly influenced by your parents because you're around your parents. And my peers were all small, and my mom wasn't, and she was on a diet, so I was always on a diet. And I was always trying to look like my peers and change who I was. Like, as literally as long yeah. as I can remember, I've been on a diet. I don't remember never not being on a diet. And um, I remember doing, like, extreme things in high school. Like, I'm not going to hang out with anybody for a month and then come back with this huge transformation. And just, it's like. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was, like, extreme my disordered eating behavior was extreme exercise and okay. food restriction um, because it's almost like it's like the no pain, no gain attitude where it's like you have to beat your body up in order to get what you need because you need to like beat your body into submission almost like. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's almost like, oh, you are fat, therefore you overeat, therefore you eat out too much, therefore blah, blah, blah. So my extreme was like, I'm only eating vegetables and I'm only eating one food group at a time. And like, then my body can digest it faster. And the faster it can get out of me, the faster I'm going to lose weight and blah, 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 blah. And like, I did lose 60 pounds in like three months from like, I was like running and like eating that way. And like, I... I remember thinking that I would be happy and like at the time feeling happy because I was like, oh my gosh, I finally was able to like lose this weight. But then slowly mm -hmm. it started like coming back and mm -hmm. then it was like those extreme behaviors again, like, oh, well, I just got to push myself harder. Oh, I got to just restrict more and like be yeah. hungry all the time. And like I blacked out from lack of nutrition and like lack of well, I don't know <laughs> my yeah. body had nothing and like I blacked out from all of this like at school like I was in I was in university when this happened and so like I remember blacking out and coming to yeah. and being like wow I'm in class like what the hell just happened um wow yeah that's yeah and that's your body giving you it's your body talking to you basically when that happens right saying yeah like, um <laughs> I'm needing some things that I'm not getting. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I remember yeah. too, like 
being really hard on myself because all my peers were dating from like grade eight I feel like people were like dating yeah and yeah and I didn't have the hot my spot. No kidding. Yeah, they, there was the hot spot where they were all. There making was a place out. where we used to go and hang out at the hot spot. Yeah, it was, that's literally what it was called. It sounds yeah. ridiculous now. <laughs> yeah. But I remember thinking, I can't get a boyfriend because I'm fat. Like I remember mm-hmm. thinking that, and like mm-hmm. I didn't have a boyfriend until I was done high school, and. I always thought it was because I was fat. And I remember saying to myself, I'm not going to meet the person I'm supposed to be with until I'm done losing weight. And I remember thinking recently that because now I'm married to the most wonderful man that I've ever been with. And I (laughs) (laughs) and I remember thinking recently that I actually am done losing weight because weight loss is not like my body is allowed to do whatever my body needs to do, whether that is gaining weight or yep. whether that is losing weight. And like, that is the point that you're I done losing weight because you're rejecting diet culture. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's like, amazing. that's my like weight journey in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I was always beating up on myself because of my body size. And I never accepted the body I was in. Because even when I was at my smallest, I was always like, I can do more. And my body kind of plateaued after I lost the 60 pounds. And I couldn't lose any more weight. And then I was like, well, whatever. And I I think I stayed at that weight for a couple of years. But then I just started creeping up like a couple pounds a year kind of thing. And I also like the what I was doing was not sustainable because my body could not literally was not getting nutrients it needed and also like it's unrealistic to do all that yeah. kind of exercise every single day like it's yeah it's maybe it's realistic if you're single if you're like going dancing all the time mm. and like you know like maybe the exercise is sustainable in that sense but it's not well, like realistic. unless you're a professional athlete but then even they would have a strict nutrition plan that would give them enough fuel to yeah. do that exercise. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're not starving themselves and, you know what I mean, and doing that exercise. They're yeah. they're on a – they're eating extra calories so that they can do that exercise yeah. and maintain their – you know what I mean? You're so, so right. But diet culture yeah. teaches us that we yep. should restrict <laughs> calories and exercise a lot. But if yeah. you look at professional athletes, it's not – <laughs> It's not sustainable. Yeah. They're not going that's it's not sustainable because they wouldn't they wouldn't win things. They wouldn't be strong enough to do the things because they your body needs fuel, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That was just something I thought of at the top of my head. Yeah. But you're so right. And but yeah. it's not it doesn't it goes against diet culture, therefore it's yeah. not something people talk about as being normal in society. Yes, no, for sure. Definitely. No, yeah. definitely. Um it's not uh, unsustainability is one of the biggest reasons why I believe in body acceptance and body neutrality and accepting that all bodies are different um, and all bodies come in all shapes and sizes because I have a similar story. <laughs> like, I have yeah. a very similar story. I don't know, have you, have you, are you, would you like to elaborate on your story before I go into mine? Or, like, where do you feel? I just want to say one thing. Sure, So, yeah. During my whole journey of losing weight and being at my smallest, I studied nutritional therapy, which yep. really talks about um, 
how you can use nutrients to as like superfoods and like what's better for you and what's not better for you and everything. And I truly believed that for a very long time is that what you put in your body is you should honor your body and you should only put uh, clean foods in your body. Clean. Like, yeah, eating clean. As opposed to dirty foods? Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to food with dirt on it. <laughs> yeah. And eating clean. And um, I even considered going to school to learn personal training to help other people because I truly believed that weight correlated with health. I truly believed that. And I studied so much, um, not only with the nutritional therapy, but following other doctors who believed the same thing and believing that, well, if these doctors believe it, then therefore it must be true. And therefore this is what everyone should be doing and blah, 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 blah. And it wasn't until that that was a huge part over 10 years of my life. I believed this and studied this and I wouldn't listen to any other any other ways of thinking. I was like, nope, that's totally wrong. I went to school for this. I know what I'm talking about, blah, blah, blah. And then when I read intuitive eating, because you suggested you recommended intuitive eating and I read intuitive eating and I was like, oh, my God, this makes sense. Because despite eating clean, air quotes, clean, despite all the Mm. nutritional stuff, I was eating a salad every day for lunch. Despite all of that, I was still gaining weight. And that's when I started to like open my mind to like, maybe it's not true what they're telling us. Maybe it's different. And then reading intuitive eating and opening up my mind and reading health at every size and like, Uh, all these other resources that talk about listening to your body. And then I was also in a spiritual journey of listening to your body. And when I realized that your body can actually like, your body knows from childhood what you should be eating, how much you should be eating. You know, those celebrities on TV don't know, but your body knows what's right for you. Everybody is individual and everybody is different. And honoring and respecting that completely I threw away all of those books all that money I spent on all those doctor's books and recipe books and all that I got rid of well I donated them I donated all of it I got rid of all of it and that's what shifted me into this body acceptance journey that's amazing intuitive eating is a book by Elise uh, Resch and Evelyn Tribali and uh, we can link to it in the show notes as well as some of the other books you mentioned like Health at Every Size um, and whatnot because they are kind of the foundation of what we're going to be talking about in our podcast um, they're great resources um, I always say when I read books or about any topic I take what resonates with me and what I mean resonate I mean my, it's almost like my soul or my heart goes like oh yeah, I've always known this. You know what I mean? And then I let go. If something doesn't resonate with me, I let it go. But um, I would say, yeah, majority of those books have resonated with me as well. Um, Especially intuitive eating was one of the stepping stones for me to let go of my relationship with diet culture as well. So I totally, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so we can can link to those um, as well. Uh, Like, well, they will be in the show notes, so... 
Yeah. Um, well, with we that, we are in the past. Go talk yeah. to <laughs> you. will be in the future. <laughs> yes. With yes. that said, do you want to get into your story? Sure. I have honestly, I mean, it. We have some um, differences, but some similarities as like as well. Um, and I think that's normal because we grew up in similar areas. Uh, we both grew up in the greater Toronto area. Uh, we went to the same high school. We went to different elementary schools. But yeah, so it's kind of, I will, I'm going to add that in because just to, as, you know, context. Um, so uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll do like my first disclaimer is um, a lot of my opinions as a younger person came from my parents as well. And I don't want to harp on my parents throughout this entire thing I so I'm just going to give a little disclaimer that I love my parents and they they had the same societal expectations that that we all did so they were just going off of what society told them as well so I don't have any ill will towards them like I've let that all go you know yeah, what I mean? they were so doing the best that they, they were could. they were doing the best that they could with the information they had and absolutely yeah so since I was a kid I um, I was never so before I hit puberty, I was I would say an average size kid, but I was always kind of, I was short. And I remember um, one of my earliest memories of not loving my body was when I told my mom I wanted to do dance. Um, I think I was probably eight or nine. And she said she told me that I don't have a dancer's body. And I remember that was the first time where I wished my body was something else. Um, and then once I hit um puberty my I started to get curves like I have a big chest I have big hips um I have what my family calls the Bentley thighs Bentley is my maiden name <laughs> so um you know and it was just it was ingrained in my head that this is not what society wants you to look like you have these traits you know this is what it is and um yeah and that really I guess impacted me growing up, um, you know, hearing that kind of stuff. Um, it, it was almost like I believed I wasn't good enough um, for my family, for my parents, in, unless I was thin. And that was and, I, and, and then that also reached out to exactly what you said, getting married and and having a boyfriend. And it's like I I for a time believed that I wouldn't find love unless I was thin. Um, oh, my the, gosh. Yeah, the catalyst. So I I had been also been dieting on and off in high school. I remember I was on a diet where all I ate was crackers for every meal. Um, wow. And it worked. I lost weight. I remember I lost weight. This was in grade nine. And I remember there was a picture of me and I was wearing a belly top. And I remember being like, oh, I love my stomach in that picture because I was so thin, air quotes, because all I ate was crackers for like a month straight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so like saltine crackers, like air, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that started, that kind of started my dieting. Um, but where I think my my um, dieting turned into an eating disorder um, or disordered eating was um, when I was in my 20s, one of my friends um, got engaged and she asked me to be her maid of honor. And um, at the time I went dress shopping for dresses um, and the other bridesmaids were in smaller bodies than me at the time. And I remember just not wanting to look fat, air quotes, in the pictures um, at her wedding. So that, so after I, so I, bought this what I thought was an enormous dress size and I was like no I'm going to make sure that when I come back to get it altered like it has to be altered a lot and I'm going to be da da da. So I started off doing 
like a weird version of Atkins that I made up myself. <laughs> um, but it completely spiraled into eating disorder behavior. Like I, in order to only eat a certain amount of carbs, I would eat one meal a day. I would just starve myself until dinner. Um, I started, and then it was like that worked for a while, but then I like plateaued, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would, so then I started doing, so then I started actually um, using laxatives, abusing laxatives. So what that does is basically anything I would eat would go through me and my body wouldn't absorb it. And then so that actually, I took laxatives every day for probably over five years. Um, wow. But yeah, but this, so I, but that's when I started. And then over as that year went on, I got smaller and smaller and then it spiraled even more where I plateaued again. And basically I started throwing up after I would eat something. First, it was something I deemed unhealthy. Um, Then it was once a day and then it was up to three times a day. So um, as a result now, I actually have a very sensitive gag reflex so that if I cough too deeply, I actually throw up. So, and it's not, it's not my, it's this a side effect of doing that mm-hmm. for years. Um, so that was the, the sad thing about that was doing all those disordered eating behavior worked. I went from probably a size 20 down to a size two, like it actually worked. But if you listen to all the things I was doing, so simultaneously, I'm making myself throw up while being on laxatives, while eating one meal a day, like none of that is sustainable or healthy even, right? Um, but everyone I, will look at you and be like, oh, look at how much yep. weight you've lost. You look so healthy. I told healthy. everyone that it was, my doctor, I remember in, in the middle of it, I went to had a doctor's appointment and she goes, well, you've definitely lost weight. Is this intentional? Is this, I remember her asking me like, are you like, basically have you done this in a healthy way? And I, I lied to her and I said, yes. And I lied to everyone. I, you know, I, was just on Atkins or whatever, which is called keto now, which is BS. Sorry for the people who <laughs> <laughs> might be trying that, but um, we'll get into why we don't yeah. like that later. But <laughs> we can do a whole episode. <laughs> we, yeah, we can. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, it just, it was just a slippery slope for me. Like, like taking the actual diet aside, it was a slippery, slippery slope. Um, so then what ended up changing was, so, and then ironically, it's like, when I was at my thinnest, I met the person who is now my current husband. But I, it's not like, oh, I got thin and then met my husband. There was, there was actually a point in our relationship where uh, we had to spend, we basically had to separate and spend some time apart. Uh, we were still, we still consider now ourselves together, but we weren't living together at the time. I was living with my parents. And what we both needed to do was do some growing up, do some self-discovery. What I needed to do during that time was learn how to love myself because I being in that full destructive mode, that full eating disorder mode, um, I wasn't in a place where I could adequately love him because I didn't love myself. Um, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't it was that time apart that made me realize okay, I need to stop these behaviors. I need to, basically, I, I had a I had a moment where I realized, when I realized I had to learn to love myself before I could love anyone else, including him, I just like burst into tears because I realized I all these things I was doing was not showing myself love. And then I had to change. So slowly but surely, 
I dropped, like I stopped making myself throw up and then I gained a little bit of weight. Then, okay, then, it, you know, then I did this. Then I, then I, you know, I would start eating normally. I would make myself, okay, I should eat three meals a day, you know, and then slowly, so, so slowly but surely I got my energy back. I got, you know what I mean? Some of, some mm-hmm. of my happiness back. Um, yeah. And then, and then we, as I was showing my body love and loving myself, we got back together and I was in a better place to be able to love him and he was in a better place to be able to love me. And then the rest is history. We've been, we'll be together 10 years this December. So it's, it, but so that's kind of like a big thing about that. Um, And the last thing I did was right before I got married, I said, I don't want to be taking laxatives. Like I I don't want to see myself in my wedding photos knowing I'm taking laxatives. So I stopped that before my wedding. Um, and that was one of the last things I did. Um, and then going forward, I tried my best to love myself. Um, fast forward, we got pregnant. I had a baby. Um, and I, when I was pregnant, I was actually, you have kind of have no choice but to listen to your body because of how brutal pregnancy is on it. <laughs> um, so that was actually a really good learning experience for me to just be like, am I hungry right now? Um, yeah, okay, I think I'm a little hungry. Or like, am I full? Yeah, I'm full. I can't, because when you're full, like the baby takes up space in your stomach, right? So when you're full, yeah. you're full. Like, so it was very good. It was a very good learning experience for me. And then after, I gave birth, I felt I started to feel societal pressure from diet culture to, quote, bounce back. Lose Um, the baby weight. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Which I actually was probably the same size the day I gave birth, like after she was out of me, than than the day I got pregnant. But um, of course, you have, you know, like my stomach was not the same. My um, hips are not the same like and I think that that's my boobs are not the same like it's like there's different things about you when you have a baby that you know you, you you're like oh my gosh my body is not what I remember it as or what it was before mm-hmm. um, and it was through that pressure to to change that that I realized I needed help and I so I reached out um, to a local eating disorder um, organization and that's where I found my therapist so before And the reason why I did that is because I saw this going down a bad path, going down the path that I had been on before. And now I have a daughter who I it's my responsibility to teach her things in the world. And I didn't want to teach her that. I didn't want her to be around that. Um, So I was like, I need help. So I basically reached out. I found a therapist. Um, I still see her to this day. It's been four years. I still see her um, weekly or biweekly, depending on how things are going. We talk about things other than eating disorder stuff, but I still like it's still it's still something um, that we that we talk about. And I honestly like you'll hear me say the eating disorder voice a lot on this podcast, but that's the way that's basically how we determine eating disorder thoughts versus non-eating disorder thoughts. Yeah. It's like the eating disorder voice. It's trying to come in. It's trying to like, that's kind of what it is. It's always like the devil on your shoulder. It never fully goes away. It's quieted down a lot. Um, and that's what helps through therapy, through regimented eating, through, you know, I mean, and, and you could say regimented eating sort of goes against intuitive eating. But when you have an eating disorder, sometimes you just have to eat three meals a day because you have to eat three meals a day. Otherwise, you're because you're so used to not doing it. Right. So so you I kind of use intuitive eating when I need to. And I kind of use regimented eating when I need to um, to make sure that I maintain a healthy lifestyle. So that's kind of my story. Um, Yeah, it it's it's amazing. 
what bothers me, so I'll say two things. Um, you would look at me now and never thought that I had an eating disorder. Um, because when you think of someone who has bulimia uh, or anorexia or any of the ones, you know, or any disordered eating, you think of someone very, very, very thin. Yeah. Um, and I'm not. <laughs> so um, I just like to put it out there that you never know what someone's been through. You never know what they've what they've gone through you can't tell that just by looking at them 100 um, and i would just like to say that um one of the reasons why i believe in body acceptance and i believe that bodies come in all shapes and sizes is because the only way that i can be the size that society expects me to be i.e thin is by having an eating disorder yeah that's the only way I right now have a wonderful relationship with food. I have the healthiest relationship with food that I have ever had. And um, I am the size that I am. And yeah. I would be considered like mid-size to plus size, whatever. But like I, you know what I mean? Like I, if this is the size that my body, and I have been this size for years. I have been mm -hmm. this size for the last four years. Like I, I have not, you know what I mean? Like it, so if this is the size that my body wants to be, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's and all I all I and I know deep in my heart that I have the best relationship with food that I've ever had and that I am in a healthy place mentally, that I'm not engaging in eating disorder behavior. And that's that's what's really important to me. So, yeah. Um, so I would just like to say that it's almost like I, I like I remember being a teenager and doing these crazy diets and going, maybe my body's just like not meant to be small. And and then but then you hear all the societal stuff of like, no, da, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. And now thinking back on it, I think that was my intuition trying to stop me from doing like heading into that dis destructive behavior yeah. um, of eating disorder behavior. And that's, you know. And it can be a slippery slope. So we say eating disorder behavior and disordered eating behavior. We say those terms because some people aren't formally diagnosed. Like I was formally diagnosed. And um, I wasn't. Some people, and yeah, some people weren't. So um, disordered eating behavior um, can be anything from starving yourself all day or eating only crackers for a month or, or you know extreme what I mean? like, exercise. Extreme exercise. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that's that's it. like it's one of those things where um, yeah, it's really so um, it's just one of those things where um, I think I would also like to point out and not that this matters because it wouldn't if it was different. But in terms of a lot of people are going like, oh, but when you're bigger, cholesterol, the this and that and, a, you know, your blood work and diabetes. And I can tell you that I just had blood work done recently. And uh, my blood, the blood work part of my physical was all everything was normal and healthy. So mm -hmm. healthy, healthy. <laughs> Basically, yeah. everything was in the normal range. So I don't really believe that necessarily either yeah like they're I, correlational things but not yeah it, it's not a given <laughs> well and i think um i forget if it was intuitive eating or in health at every size where they actually debunk all that where oh that like, was health at every size where they did the health at every size study right yeah where, and they were saying yeah well they were saying how society tells us that weight equals high cholesterol equals diabetes it equals blah 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 but it's actually been disproven yeah. And like, but, but the doctors get less nutrition study than they get anything else when they're in school. So like 
they just everyone assumes what society assumes and it just perpetuates this belief that is actually untrue well and yes that is that's absolutely true and doctors use outdated things all the time the fact that they're still using um the bmi um is it it's actually been proven that that's really wrong outdated it wasn't even invented by a doctor i don't think um correct me if i'm wrong about that but i I I believe it wasn't i believe it was not even invented by a doctor um or if they were they were not a doctor of nutrition or not special specialized in it um and that's been disproven too but yet it's still being used like um i remember even with my pregnancy like when they were tracking you know how how far along i was I was like, no, like you're going off the fact that you think I have a 28 day cycle and I don't like not yeah. even close. And I remember being so frustrated with them because they refused to believe anything else. And yeah. And guess what? I was right because I knew when I conceived my kid. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was just so just we we take doc. We believe in medicine. We believe in science. We believe in all of that. But we also have to take into account what doctors are taught what they know and Mm -hmm. and where those ideas came from um Mm -hmm. right yeah absolutely yeah and like if you look throughout history too it's not mm -hmm. always been normal for people to thin. no no it's definitely it hasn't and um i think this was i don't remember which book this was in but they they talked about how um like standards of beauty for example in the 1700s, um, it would have been the opposite. It would have been um, people with bigger bodies would have been seen as beautiful because they're the ones that are able to have the privilege of, you know what I mean? Like it's the stereotype that, oh, if you're in a bigger body, you have the privilege of eating a lot. You you know what I mean? Right. You're not working so hard outside. You're not, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, um, and I'm not saying that that's right either. <laughs> right, but, yeah. Um, it's like we need to get to a place where we accept um, that we accept all body sizes and they come in different si- shapes and sizes and that health and body size are not necessarily, you can't look at a, a person and know the, their health status. Exactly. So yeah. And, and even a thin person because yeah, when exactly. I was, when I was size two, I was not healthy. So yeah. And I, I was feel like, growing up every day. Yeah, exactly. And that's our whole point of this that's podcast. That's our whole point. Yeah. Is to <laughs> encourage body neutrality, to yeah. accept. It's just yeah. accepting that. So what what does body neutrality mean to you, Bay? Body neutrality to me means looking at bodies as facts like like as the same way i would look Mm -hmm. at a mountain or a creek or it's just like wow that is or wow that's so beautiful or everything is taking emotion out of it yeah sort of yeah because society has conditioned us to look and judge Mm -hmm. so i guess body neutrality would also be non-judgment and okay and acceptance I love that. Yeah, I like the non-judgment because that's true, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, and for me, it's similar to, it's getting to a place where um, my body doesn't need to be anything for anyone else. It's yes. just, it's just what it is and accepting what it is. Like, it for, for what it can do 
also looking at what it can do like I you know like my body yes my stomach is different from then before I had my daughter it hangs a little lower but I birthed a human I grew a freaking human mm-hmm. like that's that's something that um how come society doesn't appreciate that anymore because like that's a big task (laughs) so like that's a it takes a long ass time and it's a lot of work and it's hard to you know what I mean to do that so I I uh yeah so I think like it's it's looking at it's looking it's taking away the judgment or more so almost like judging the things for the appropriate reasons. Like, it's like, look at what your body can do, not, you know, how it relates to society in yeah. its standard. You know what I mean? Look at yeah. it as a whole, not like how it relates to what society thinks about it. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but. Or like expecting your body to do something because someone else's body can do something. Yes. Because like going back to the pregnancy thing, some women yeah. can't. No, exactly. And so you can't expect your body to do it if your body can't. It's just it just can't. And and you're just as much of of a woman and or of a a person who I I mean because I because trans people can have babies. So I will say as a person as you are much of the person that you want to be. Your self worth is not determined by your ability to have a child Um, or what your body can or can't do. What your body can or can't do. Yeah, in general. Yeah, exactly. Even in terms of other things. All right. Well, that was interesting. Yeah. I don't know what happened to my computer there. A little bit of a tech <laughs> issue. We went on for 15 minutes. It didn't get recorded. Sorry, guys. No. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, we kind of know where we left off. So, um, yeah. Yes. Is there anything that you wanted to else to mention that we haven't mentioned? Yeah. I, I just wanted to say that in life, I personally feel like we should prioritize our happiness because... If we're not happy in life, what's the fucking point? Yeah, I agree 100%. 100%. Um, and if we're spending our lives trying to be a size that our body doesn't naturally want to be, then how happy are we really? Exactly. How, how, much, how happy is that really? Um, how happy is that actually making us? Yeah. Um, because if you're in the throes of diet culture – um, you might be getting dopamine hits when you achieve certain goals, but overall, like, how fun is it really to, to be on an extreme diet? Like, really? yeah. <laughs> and like, when I was dieting, I was so hard on myself. And it's that voice that you have in yeah. the back of your mind that is always like telling you that you're not good enough. And that's no way to go through life and be happy and you know absolutely yeah absolutely no we it's um it's important i mean i think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said it like it's it's what is the point of us being on this earth if you know if we're not enjoying our lives yes like we only have i think you said it before it might have been the other recording but you only have this certain amount of time on this planet um, like it should be used wisely. And when I say wisely, I mean, in a way that makes, you know what I mean? That makes us feel joy. Cause I think that's part of who we are as human beings. Yeah. And I am loving my life in a bigger body more so than I was in a smaller body. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm much happier now. Yeah. Um, I have a healthier relationship with food now. Um, I, 
yeah, accept who I am and what my, what, what, like, whatever size my body wants to be, it wants to be. And yeah, I can't, you know, it's, it's almost like I just, I, I could change it, but it would require me to be unhappy to do so. Exactly. It's not worth it. Yeah. And our bodies do miraculous things for us every single day. Absolutely. We should love, honor, and respect ourselves for being able to do that. (laughs) Absolutely. Keeps us alive. Absolutely. That's, it keeps us alive. It, yeah, it, oh, it's, it just, it fights off illnesses. It, um, it can do so much. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm at a loss for words with all the things it can do, but it can do a heck of a lot. So, um, I think that's really important, um, to mention. So if you haven't lately, dear listeners, pat your body on the back for being awesome. Even if you're going through stuff, even if you have what you, you know, health issues or things going on, Pat your body on the back because it's you're still alive and you're here. Yes. So it's 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 gotten you this far. And I think that's something that we don't often do is say, you know, thank you, body, for being for for, you know, keeping me alive, giving me life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We're so conditioned mm-hmm. to criticize yeah. ourselves and not be grateful. Constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's throw a little gratitude in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like it's, you know, yeah, what, like and kind of fight the conditioning to be criticized, critical of our bodies. Let's let's be grateful for the, the, you know, the body we have. Again, it's our only one we have. Yep. <laughs> so, it's the only one we get. You know, <laughs> yeah, it is. So it, it deserves respect and love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess on that, let's tell them what they can expect from our yes. podcast going forward. Yeah, going forward. So going forward, um, yeah, we have... So uh, we're going to talk more um, next week on what what body neutrality means. Um, we we It's slightly different than body acceptance, I think, in both of our worlds, but we'll talk about a bit about it. Um, we can pull some resources from books, from definitions and whatnot, um, to really kind of get a sense what what that means and how you can use body neutrality yeah um, to your advantage when you're on your um, when you're on your journey in your body um, so I think that's that will be next week's or I guess next next episode um, you might have already seen it dropped in your feed but yep. <laughs> I love saying that dropped in your feed um, and then going forward so um, episode three we're going to be talking about um, we're calling it the Thanksgiving episode and we're going to be talking about bop, bop, bop. Um, how yeah Thanksgiving um, how that has to do with body acceptance and neutrality and all the things that come along with going to Thanksgiving um, comments maybe from family uh, pressure to eat a lot yeah. and you know that kind of thing the food um, holiday <laughs> yeah the food holiday it literally and we were talking about this off off mic but literally it's the only holiday that revolves around food the way you know yes Christmas has food but it's it's about more it's about depending on your beliefs the birth of Christ or right. the you know what I mean like it has separate meaning but Thanksgiving yeah. is very food literally related. it's feast yeah 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 it's feasting yeah exactly so um i think it deserves some attention for sure yeah um yeah and then we're gonna go into because we talk a lot about we use the term in this episode a lot diet culture um so what is diet culture what does that mean what what does it mean for us and how can we let go of it um and that'll be episode four um and then episode five 
uh, which is the last episode I'll talk about because I think that's enough teasers. <laughs> uh, episode five will be how um, our family experiences um, in our past um, impacted us and how um, impacted our, I guess, um, diet cultures and our, our relationship with diet culture and also just like what we can do about it today and how we can detach from some of that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever heard of the term generational healing, but that's kind of what I'm feeling with yeah. that episode. It'll be a lot of like letting go of generational trauma and moving on and adopting a new way of being that, yes. we, that our that our ancestors didn't have. Like, and Lace when I mean ancestors, I mean like, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's what you can expect going forward. Um, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to... We're going to really kind of jump ahead with that. I'm really excited about it. What about you? Me too. And we really want to make these episodes informative, but also give you tools that you can implement. Yes. Right after listening or while listening, if you pause it. Yeah. This one was more like who we are and what experiences we have, because I kind of feel like it's I want we both wanted you to know why we feel we're able to talk about this yes. topic um we showed you think, our receipts so I think yeah yeah exactly so I feel like sharing with you our past really helps you know can kind of see where we're coming from and our experience and the it puts it into context because mm-hmm. otherwise who are, the, who are these women talking about what the talking like what gives them the right to talk about this well these are our experiences and what we've been through so yeah um and if you and I think that th- that's yeah if that resonates with you keep listening and if not thanks for listening (laughs) yeah thanks for listening and you know what i mean that's that's a good point too we're not for everyone um because everyone is in a different spot in their journey Mm um and we're not for everyone and that's totally okay um if we're not for you we're not for you yeah um and if you would disagree with what we're saying and you love diet culture then by all means keep doing it off and yeah keep doing it but yeah for but where we're at uh we're here to speak to the people who are fed up with it who have had enough of it who just want to love the body that they have and who want to get there so that's who we're speaking to yeah so if any of that resonates with your heart then we're so excited to have you as listeners yes so please reach out to us and connect with us definitely yes we definitely want to be here as resources to help you along your journey absolutely Absolutely. And, and and just to note, like, we're not perfect either. Like, we'll share, you know, as we as we grow with this podcast, we'll share um, more personal stories and stuff like that. We're not I, I never feel like I'm an expert in anything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just living. I just want to share my experience. Um, but that doesn't make me an expert. Um, exactly. it, it makes me it makes me just someone who's lived some of it. So, yeah. Um, so with that, we're not doctors. We're not, you know what I mean? We're not nutritionists. We're not any of that. We're just two women who have been through hell and back with, (laughs) in terms of diet culture. And we've come out the other side feeling better than ever. So we, and we think that that's, that's. That we think that that's kind of the way. And we <laughs> just, want we want to inspire yeah. you to do it too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we want to be role models for younger generation. Uh, absolutely. Because yep. we didn't have them growing up. 
Absolutely. Yeah. We talked about that as well. Um, off mic is we, we wish we had this, like, I wish that this podcast already existed and we didn't have to make it. Yeah. I wish that I had listened to it growing up or even just in my twenties. I wish it already existed. It doesn't exist. And that's something that's interesting. We, we try to look for, you know, domain names and stuff for our name, um, and tag names and whatnot. Um, we couldn't find very much it, it on was body all, acceptance. It was all available to us. Which yeah, it was, was all available to us. <laughs> that means there's not a lot of content out there yeah. with the, the, the terms body acceptance. Yeah. So. So which is nice that, that it's available, but kind of sad that it's not more. Right. That's, yeah, it's kind yeah. of, exactly. It's like bittersweet. It's like nice that it's available and everything was easy to get our names and our name, you know, body acceptance babes and whatnot. It was easy to get that. But then on the other hand, it was kind of sad because you're like, okay, but the world needs this. Like yeah. this is, you know, it, it needs more of this. And, you know, so I guess we're blazing a trail in that sense too. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that's exciting. It is so exciting. We are so excited yeah. to be doing this. And it's been several months yep. in the making. And yes, we are full steam ahead. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I yeah, think absolutely. we've hit all our points. We have. So, so ends episode one. <laughs> so ends episode one. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Morgan. Yes. Thank you, Bay. <laughs> and, and we'll see, see you, you in the time. next one. Yes. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Comment on social media to let us know what you think. You can find us on TikTok and Instagram at Body Acceptance Babes. Please join our Patreon for bonus content, behind-the-scenes access, and more. If you or someone you love is struggling with an eating disorder or disordered eating behavior, you can get help in Canada from the National Eating Disorder Information Centre toll-free at 1-866-633-4220 or email nedic at uhn.ca or in the U.S., you can text or call the National Eating Disorder Association toll-free at 1-800-931-2237.